Hello and welcome to the Aquarius Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Reed. This episode of the Aquarius Podcast is sponsored by Awaza. And I want to give Awaza a little bit of a different shout out this week. So recently there was the awesome fish event, Aquashella, which I was unable to attend, but I've seen the pictures, I've seen videos. It looks like it was an amazing event. And so what Awaza did, they did two super cool things that I want to highlight. One is they had friend of the podcast, George Farmer, give an aquascaping demonstration, how to make a great planted tank, which looked like it was an amazing event, looked like it was very well attended. And the second thing they did was the Super Terrarium Build Conference competition where they had a bunch of uh, well-known names and kind of the the aquascaping and uh, fish YouTube social media sphere battle it out to aquascape or I'm sorry not aquascape but to scape up these terrarium uh, biorb terrarium airs and they look amazing you can go to Awaza's Instagram page where they've got some of the photos up so really cool that Awaza did this so check it out I've actually got one of these uh, biorb airs I haven't set it up yet yeah, maybe I can draw some inspiration from this, but nonetheless, really cool, super innovative stuff. So check it out. I think it's great what they are doing. And again, just wanted to give them an opportunity this week um, or at least shout them out in a different manner this week. So as usual, on to the interview. Today's date is Tuesday, October 1st, 2019. My guest today is AJ Myers. AJ is the owner of Fish Cauldron, a relatively new fish apparel company with some great designs, and super excited, he is also working on a local fish store in the Chicago area, so I can't wait to dive into that. AJ also runs the YouTube channel TurboFish, so AJ, thank you very much for taking time, and welcome to the podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, so happy October, man. October 1st, officially fall. Are you guys getting slammed pretty hard weather-wise? Oh, it's actually been pretty decent the last like two days. And then um, looks like tomorrow we're going to start having a high of in the mid 60s and then lows in the in the high 40s. So welcome to fall. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds pretty decent. So some nice weather for Aquashella. Um, it was a little rainy, but I think most of us dealt with it the best we could. I know airlines and, the, and all that was an issue for oh, traveling. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot. A lot of fish people on social media were, uh, were were getting delayed or had their flights canceled. I know Corey and Katie, I think they sat at SeaTac, Seattle Airport for four hours, out, yeah, like six, seven hours or some nonsense like that. So. You gave them the sun chips. That was hilarious. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed I didn't get a chance to go. I used all of my travel vouchers with my family to do the Peru trip and, and the upcoming trip in November to uh, China for sips. Uh, so I'm going to, so I missed, uh, I missed Aquashella again. I have yet to go to an Aquashella and I'll be missing aquatic experience here in a week or so, but you know, seeing them delayed at the airport, I don't Brutal. like, I kind of didn't feel too bad. I missed that. So <laughs> <laughs> I escaped the waiting game. I did. I did. I'm not a, uh, I've spent a lot of time in airports and I'm not a, he- nope, no Zenzo Tezawa. Shout out to Zenzo Tezawa. I don't spend as much time as uh, he does, but uh, yeah, I've put some, He's he is always at an airport. He's probably at an airport right now listening to this. And I hope, <laughs> I hope he's just like chuckling and everybody around him is like, what is this super muscular dude doing? Just like laughing and cracking up to himself. But, <laughs> And he's such a great person too. It's so funny. He is. Zenzo Zenzo's an awesome guy. Uh yes, yeah, so let's talk about uh let's do a quick little recap of Aquashella, man. How was it? Um, I went on Sunday uh fully knowing that Saturday was going to be chaos. And um I really, really enjoyed it. Uh I got to go with a friend of mine. That, I mean, I've known him for years and kind of showing him the fish thing and wanted to introduce him. I got, you know, I gave him his first aquarium. So I'm starting the addiction with him. Ooh, very nice. Good, good on you. 
because we talk about it all the time. We talk about it every night. We always we're always talking about fish. We're talking about building a store. We're talking about this and that. And uh, I wanted th- I wanted things to, to be full circle for him. And, and selfishly, I just wanted to see Corey. No crap, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my fish crush. And you know, walking in, walking in, it's a beautiful thing. There's lots of art. Um, the neon is very cool. Uh, makes for great makes for great pictures. I thought the glowfish tank this year was really interesting. Instead of the um, I believe that's UV blue light um, above, it was actually on the side, which gave the fish a different image, and that was cool. I thought that was a nice touch. Did they have the bettas there? Because I, I saw a post that uh... Uh, I didn't see any glow bettas, but there were lots of bettas. That's for sure. We have. I mean, I think we took home three. Yeah, I thought, I thought I saw a post that said that uh, they're introducing the new Glowfish Beta. The glow beta. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People are going to freak out about it. And at the end of the day, if it gets another person to the hobby, we all win. If, if they don't like it, I mean, that's awesome. We, but that's what makes this hobby great is we have different opinions and sometimes different scientific methodologies. But at the end of the day, we all love stuff with gills, and that's the best part. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, 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 that's exactly my sentiment. And so was there anything else that uh, really stood out to you at Aquashella? Is it, is it something that... Um, yeah, I was kind of walking my head through there. Um, I got to physically see Priscilla, but I didn't have a conversation with her, so hilarious. I got to see <laughs> Haley, and, and I love Haley. I love her energy. I love her hair. She's a wonderful person. Um, I got to see her fly by me, I think, four or five times. It, lo- it, lo- it looked like a... Um, or like those troll dolls. Like if you threw a troll doll across the room, that's what it looked like. I was like, oh, hey, there she goes. Uh, same thing for JH. Um, it was an absolute pleasure, honor, whatever sense of gratitude I can I can give the man. But I got to meet George Farmer, and that was fantastic. And don't get me wrong, he was super tired and probably totally talking to random weirdos that are like, "Oh my God, I'm starstruck about you, dude." Um, but it was it was really great to shake the man's hand, and of course, you know, I stuttered through my words because I was a little bit, you know, starstruck. Like, wow, I've watched you for years. You're an awesome person. Let me look like a fool because I'm great at it. Um, did the same thing with um, John from KG. So shout out to KG. I love looking like a fool in front of you too. Um, and then seeing my man, Lucas Bretz. I love Lucas Bretz beyond the moon and stars. That's that's another great person. So it was wonderful seeing him. I got to interrupt his um, live stream, which was hilarious. Um, the vendors this year were, uh, I believe, the same as, as years prior. Um, I didn't see anything new that was like, Ooh, that's cool. And that stands out, but it's because I've done, I've been doing so much research into this the last, I don't know, year of my life or so that it's going to take quite a bit to just impress me with new stuff. But I think if I would have focused more on each individual booth, I still would have found something cool. But I think that the major takeaway for me is the people. And I love the people in our community. They're great people out there. I love the art. I have no talent in my entire body. So seeing that stuff is very impressive. And then, you know, the major takeaway is, is putting things together, saying, you know, here's my friend. I told you that we're all a bunch of weird fish people, but here it is in real life. And here's here's just the vast cultural diversity that what makes this so cool we've got people from all over the world and languages it's it's a beautiful thing and i love it i just i love every bit of it what was your friend's impression what was his takeaway from aquashello he said the word wow at least a hundred times he was thoroughly blown away he goes when he goes you know i pictured this a little differently in my head and then walking in just i was blown away 
I was like, he's like, you probably thought it was going to be like a garage sale with aquariums, right? He's like, yeah, with some cool colors and stuff. And I was like, no, man, this is cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So is he, is he more excited than about his, uh, set up his tank, his one tank that he has at home? Right. So now he's going to have two. So oh, I, I, sweet. yeah, I gave him a 20 high and just said, Hey, why don't you check this out? This is roughly the, the dimensions I want to go with. Um, when we, when we do the store, so, you know, I want to buy about a hundred, a hundred of these tanks. You know, why don't you get used to it, the style of type. And then, um, we came across a beta that he couldn't live without. And I have at least two or three, five gallon tanks running around here. Um, so I was going to set up a fluval chi for him and get that going and put the beta in there and he'll put that somewhere. Then we'll work on the other tank. That's awesome, man. That's good <laughs> stuff to hear that he had uh, such a good time, a good positive experience there. It was awesome. It really was. So let's talk about uh, what what are your beginnings in the hobby then? So we've touched a little bit on that recent event, Aquashella. Um, you know, in the in the bio, you've you've got a t-shirt apparel company you're doing right now, Fish Cauldron. Um, you know, very excited and, and, and super happy to hear that you're working on a retail store. Uh, so where did this all stem from? How did it start for you? So my origin story goes back to being a tiny person. Um, my earliest memory is probably four or five years old and smashing my face against the glass on my dad's aquarium watching the goldfish. Um, from there, um, seeing my dad as often as I could, he, you know, he always had a fish tank and I always thought that was really cool. Eventually, I think it was probably fifth grade fourth fifth grade i got a 55 gallon tank at a garage sale and that was my like first tank was a 55 gallon so it's kind of hilarious that's awesome yeah and then let's see i had i always had an i always had an aquarium after that i moved from indianapolis to chicago i worked at a pet shop i got a great deal on this 90 gallon um what do they, what do they call it? They call it like a cornerless tank. So it's got like the curved edge on both sides. I forget the manufacturer of that one. Um, it wasn't cheap. That's for sure. But I got it at the pet store cause it was quote, quote damaged. And I don't know how that accidentally happened, but one of the five that we got accidentally fell off the truck a little differently than it was supposed to. And it magically made its way to my car. And I still have no idea to this day how that happened in the first place, but I had that and that was a reef tank. That was a Fowler tank that became a planted tank. Eventually I had that tank for, I still have it in my, in my possession. It's just, it's a little damaged. It's actually legit damage this time. And let's see from there, we've had multiple tank syndrome the last four years, at least when I was, even when I was in the military and doing that craziness, I at least had a beta. Um, I was breeding neolamprologists um, in my kind of like a hotel because, yeah, because I was in training and I was learning to breed them and the Burchardi too. So I brought my, I think I had like six aquariums on a stand. I brought them to my hotel in Georgia and I continued breeding and then I'd go out to the field for, you know, 10, 12 days and I'd have to like find a friend or um, I remember one time, um, I think it was Applebee's. It was Applebee's or O'Charlie's, one of those. And the, and the waitress was a fish nerd, which was super random, especially down there. And I had her come by and take care of my fish when we went on a little adventure for a while. How did that even get brought up that you found out that the waitress was a fish nerd? 
because I'm a dork, dude. I'm <laughs> such a dork. It could have been anything. You know, I could have been looking at pictures of fish or, well, I was at, you know, at that time I was volunteering at the Georgia Aquarium, um, just right around Marietta, Georgia and Atlanta. Um, so I was probably running my mouth about that. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Or I might have been wearing like my volunteer T-shirt or something. Did you ever accidentally fall into the whale shark tank and get a chance to swim with him? I would so have a happy accident like that, though. No lie. I would do that in a heartbeat. Now, you, you can scuba um, with them if you have a license and, you know, you, you give them some cashola. But I had neither of those things as a, you know, 20-something-year-old junior officer. <laughs> How awesome is that Georgia Aquarium? Um, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, it's about a 59. <laughs> Thoroughly impressive. The education level is extreme as well. Um I, I really, truly feel like I'm, I'm very blessed to have the Shedd Aquarium here. I really am. But there's something about the Georgia Aquarium that makes you want to learn. It, it, it creates a more curious mindset versus something like a Disneyland ride where it's, you know, follow the path of people. Hey, look, it's a thing. And then we move on. It was truly an experience. Um, I, I do want to see... The whale, I can't, I don't recall the exact aquarium name. It's in Japan, but they also have whale sharks. And uh, I'd like to go there and experience that too. Yeah, Japan is definitely uh, on my list of places to go. Like, that's absolutely like, there's everything about uh, Tokyo and Japan and being half Korean. Like, I have to do Seoul and Korea and all that stuff. But those two, those two places, I mean, they're just such, like, that I would say is definitely bucket list stuff I want to do. Georgia Aquarium, like, I'm not even going to say that's on my bucket list because we're, like, my family and I, we're just going to do that. Like, that's not even, yeah. like, this thing that it's I have to strive for. Um, I have yeah. to imagine that it's some, like with the way airline travel is these days, how cheap it is. Like I will for sure be taking my family out to, uh, the, the Georgia aquarium when, when, uh, the it, boys are old enough. Atlanta. like that should be a cheap flight. <laughs> it's SeaTac Atlanta, Atlanta SeaTac. It should be cheap. I think there's like 400 flights a day between probably those, uh, SeaTac and, mm -hmm. uh, in Atlanta. So shouldn't, should not be a problem. But anytime there's a delay though, it's like O'Hare and, uh, in Atlanta, it's like, those are the two airports that if there's a delay, it's probably one of those two guys. Yes. Yes. All right. Awesome. That's so, perfect. so let's talk about, um, let's do fish cauldron first. Let's do fish cauldron yeah. before we talk about your retail store. Cause I feel like we're just gonna, like we could spend a super long time on that. Um, yes. what made you want to do t-shirts and, and how did this all come about? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little more than t-shirts. I mean, there's also home goods and like pillows and things like that too. Uh, it's, it's more my wife. She's super creative and very intelligent and I'm not very creative. Uh, sometimes I'm a smart dude. Uh, I, I'm more of a business person. And we wanted to do something that connected both sides. It's, it's a hobby. It's an interest. It's fun. It's what we enjoy doing. But it also, you know, gives my wife a little, um, a little skin in the game, if you know what I mean. There's a little something that she's very good at that she can contribute to. Um, like the, like it's similar to the YouTube uh, thing. Uh, I can get on there, run my mouth live with very poor quality and thoroughly, you know, sarcastic jokes and, and be funny and silly. But if you watch the other videos, you know, they're very high quality. They're shot in HD. She does a very nice job. She adds text, she edits, she does all the things, but it's because she went to school for all those things too. <laughs> I didn't go to school for that. She did. You know, so she's she's really done a great job with being artistic as well as combining the hobby into those two things. And, you know, we're not <clears throat> you know, we're not building this website and, in, in, you know, in the brand in general. We're not doing this to say, 
Um, you know, I can't wait to get my third home in Maui. It, it's not like that at all. It's, it's more, we know what people like and we want to give people what they like without it being too costly because we live the same lifestyle that everybody else does. <laughs> we all have bills. We get it too. So we want to make sure that we're cost affordable, but still profitable in a meaningful way. And, and we're not egregious people by any means. Uh, we're very community involved as well. And we also want to do a little bit more if things do take off. We want to do, I wouldn't call it a sponsorship thing, but I would say if somebody has a thing and they give us that thing and they want us to work on that thing, we'd be happy to do that. Like the Gadeid, for example, we did that with Andy and the Gadeid guys. That's an awesome shirt. We hope people like it. But that money, instead of saying, ha we made X profit, we can say, hey, Andy, we made X profit. We'd like to donate to your organization instead. And it may only be like, here's $8, but again, it, it's... It's it's about being full circle. Yeah, that's super awesome. So the the Gadea T-shirt was a was something that I wanted to bring up. So um, very very random. I feel like to go to kind of a, a fish lifestyle brand, I wouldn't think a Gadea would get representation. And so that being one of the qu- the questions I would have for you, but yeah. it was done in combination or conjunction with uh, well, like the D- Gadea Working Group or who? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name right off the top of my head. Yeah. No, no and worries. And they're underrated fish. Like, I don't mean to get on a good day at rant, but they're so super underrated. And, and I mean, here they are, just this little fish in the water, in the waters of Mexico. And, and you know, they, they, they're not even acknowledged. And the rest of us that are dorks are going, hey, this is a thing. Let's try to take care of the thing. And what people don't see is they see us going crazy over a thing with gills. What they don't see is a us really sticking up for the environment saying, Hey man, there's a cool thing that lives in that water. We want to help stick up for that little thing. And maybe it's for not, but you know, if eventually we're all going to lay our head down for the last time and I want to do it, I want to do that being a good person and giving back to the environment. That's given me air to breathe, right? Let's take care of what takes care of us. Yeah. You got to send one of those to uh, Jose Gonzalez and also to um, uh, Greg Sage. Have them rock in your Save the shirt. And so is your wife actually the one doing all the art for this? Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Isn't that cool, man? (laughs) So like this Oscar, the careful I bite, like that's actually her. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, by hand. By hand. It's so cool. It's neat. Yeah, it's super neat. And it's it's like Halloween themed, it looks like. You've got a a Mm -hmm. Halloween collection. Yep. Working on that one. Yep. Huh. So cool, man. Yeah. Boo. Ghost knife. Yeah, so it's... The website is fishcauldron.com, so people need to go and check that out. I'll have links to it in the show notes. Tropical Plex. Trying to like get something for everyone. So, I mean, if somebody gets on there and if somebody's on there like, well, you know, I didn't really see my, um, uh, let's see, Garu 2 Gertrude Rainbow fish from this specific, you know, location. Like, if you want us to do something like that, we can do that too. Just send us an email or, or a message on Instagram. It's super easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, a, a swag nerd. So anytime I see something like this, like it absolutely it absolutely speaks to me. And um, unfortunately, if you do like an Amazon search for Tropical Fish t-shirts, like the designs are just so bad. Um, so it, it's good to see a company like yours pop up and, and try to serve a need for, you know, people that are super passionate about the hobby and, you know, wanting to wear swag. And I think to me, I see this as a sign of um, 
you know, growing popularity, a growing strength in the hobby overall, where we have people saying like, hey, man, there's a lot of people that like this. I should make like a lifestyle brand around it. Like the moment you can prop up a lifestyle brand around a hobby or an interest, that seems like a pretty good thing. Like you don't do that for stuff that's falling like. I don't know. My, my neighbor next door likes to do ham radios. I don't I don't know if there's too many lifestyle brands for ham radios these days. It, I, I, they got a sweet license plate though. Do they? <laughs> yeah. If you if you look at his license plate, it'll say H A M. Well, I guess maybe that's an Illinois thing. But uh, all the ham boys, they have a uh, pretty interesting license plate. All the ham boys. Oh my goodness. That should just be the name of this episode. Is the, <laughs> yeah, uh, all the ham boys, and people have no idea what they're getting into. That's great. And so, okay, so uh, Fish Cauldron, you know, your wife, wonderful creative outlet for her. She's done such a fantastic job. Yes. Did you get her into fish or was she already into it before before she met you? So this is going to probably blow you away, but it's totally 100% true. My wife, when I first met her, hated fish, hated fish, wanted nothing to do with them at all unless they were dead on rice with a side of wasabi she wanted nothing to do with fish at all and then oh what was it was it the yellow was it the african sickle or was it no no, no you're first from the chi was that the better was that that african oh she's sickle? there she is <laughs> she's on the couch laughing at me <laughs> i think it was i think that was the and that had been the yellow lab it had been a yellow lab from one of my like fry tanks that I had hidden at a friend's house. Cause you know, I'm a dork that hides aquariums like that. And, uh, that became, Oh yeah, that became, Oh my God, we have to take this thing to North Carolina. How are we going to do that? And then we brought him to North Carolina and then the cat ate him. And then that became, I think, I think the kitty has eaten six blue bettas. I think it, I think think she's eaten six or seven blue bettas at this point. So Petco, shout out to your um, betta section. You know there's you know there's lids, right? So I um, I never claimed to be smart, right? I said she was smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we learned that lesson super hard. So she the the football chi has like a very cheap um, I think it's acrylic or plastic like a plastic yeah, yeah yeah. So she would just knock it off and go crunch. Mm-hmm. But here's here's the thing. So we went to PetSmart on Black Friday three years ago now. How old is this guy? I think he's about three years three years ago. Gelato was three years old now or so. And my wife has loved the cichlids, and I've, I, I enjoy cichlids, but it's the African cichlid community that just turns me off from them. I like the fish. I just don't like the people around it. So um, Maybe some of the people, right? Can't be, can't be all couple. of them. Okay. There's a, there's a couple. Uh, we were, let's see, we were at PetSmart of all places, right? PetSmart of all places. And there's this little, little cichlid that she's just playing with and goofing around with. And I'm like, I'm looking at guppies and like, all right, I need to go get some food. And I'm just, you know, in a whole nother world. And she's like, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. I'm like, oh geez, she's my government name. So I walk over there and it's a flower horn. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this probably isn't going to be cheap. Oh no. He was on sale on Black on Black Friday on sale. I think I think we paid eight dollars for him. I think we might have paid eight dollars for this flower horn. And here we are three years later with that. So the flower horn then became I'm okay with getting more tanks. And then we went from two to seven to I think 
that one had a max. I think we had 21 going over there at one time. And then now over here at this place, we have 18 or 19 going. So my wife went from hating fish to every wall in the bedroom has an aquarium. That like as awesome. a, every wall in the bedroom has an aquarium. One twenty-five, two beta setups. So what's that one? A fifteen. That's the Fluval Flex thing. That's a great tank. There's a seventy-five there, and then the turtles are on the other wall. It's crazy. That's awesome, man. That is that is a great story. But I guess for me, one of the one of the strange takeaways is that your PetSmart was selling a flower horn. I don't think I've ever seen a flower horn yes. in any of my West Coast. Like, and granted, like when I've gone on travel and I drive by through, you know, any town USA, and the strip strip malls are all the exact same, anchored by a, you know, I don't know whatever the movie theater chain is with a PetSmart or a Petco in it. I always stop in the PetSmarts and Petcos. I don't think I've ever seen a flower horn in one of them. Yeah, it it, it it was a thing around here. It's not a thing anymore, um, but it was a thing around here about three, two and three years ago. It was it was a it was a thing. And then I assume um, the same principle that the Oscar goes through. I, I assume people like they thought it was going to be a super nice fish and it's going to get along with all their other fish. And, the you know, selling of it probably was very easy. And then that became, oh, my gosh, this thing is not very nice. Or, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk poorly about another business, but I think quality had a lot to do with it and not to be egotistical, but I feel like we are very fortunate and lucky to have such a high quality flower horn for such a cheap price from a vendor that for the most part, isn't going to have a super rare fish, um, but this guy turned out pretty darn nice. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great story to have that flower horn turn out well for eight bucks. And it's weird though that the Oscar though is still a pretty common fixture though in PetSmart's and Petco. So I wondered, yeah, maybe that's maybe you just had a regional buyer that uh, was a little bit more had their finger on the pulse of, oh yeah, you know that flower horns are more popular. Let's get them into our stores as opposed to maybe my West Coast buyers or, you know, maybe they're just more kind of ordering the generic stuff. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. So. So on the note of retail, so you want to be a crazy person and you want to open up a fish store. So, <laughs> I do. Talk, so, I do. so where, where is this coming from? Like, you know, talk about how the idea came about and just, you know, divulge as much as you can about what you think the store is going to be like and, you know, help help build it out. Absolutely. So I, I've worked in pet shops. I've managed one at one point. I mean, this goes back. I'm old now. So this goes back 15, 17 years of, of working in the shop and, and, you know, then eventually, you know, helping run the show and doing the thing. And, and I just always enjoyed it. I, I was never, I've had a lot of jobs since then. Right. I was never miserable going to work. I was never thinking, Oh, great. Here we go. Can't wait to see what today's adventure is. It was, it was never like that. And I, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then, you know, I went through, um, some army stuffs and I found a lot of solitude in those aquariums that I said, wow, you know what, this is a, this just keeps becoming a better and better thing. And then I started breeding and selling fish. I'm like, this is a very cool thing. I like making money. This is good. You know, it's helped supporting me buying stuff. So, I mean, for a while there, at least a couple of years, it was just supporting buying frozen foods and, and keeping me, you know, rolling. And then let's see, did the army phase and then got out and thought I knew everything, of course, as any other 20 something year old does. 
and I was a contractor for a, at least four years. And I learned a lot about business and how to run a business very well. And then I got into lean management because somebody found out that uh, I'm a dork. They saw that I have other skills, so they put those to use. And then I started doing more digging into this fish thing. I thought, you know, I could probably turn this into a business eventually when I get the chance to do it. I'm, I'm confident I can do it. But of course, my corporate America job consume, it still to this day consumes every bit of it. But again, I'm running a department. I'm running a business. It is what it is. And then I thought, um, you know, a couple years ago, I said, you know what, why don't we start saving towards this? Let's start making that happen. I think we can do it. And then um, I linked up with an old partner of mine that I used to work with. And he said, hey, I like the idea of that. Why don't we work together on that? And I said, well, yeah, that sounds great. So we've been working together on that for the last six months now. We've been working together on it. Yeah, six months. And then um, later this week, we have some check in the box things to get done. And then hopefully in the next 90 days to six months, we are rocking and rolling. Um, I think before I continue, I owe a debt of gratitude to Corey McElroy and Joel Christensen. I think without acknowledging their presence um, at such a at such a pivotal moment when I was really on the fence between like, OK, what do I really want to do in life? These things make me miserable, but these things don't. Um, they were there to inspire, educate, and help guide my path. So I do owe a great uh, debt of gratitude to those two guys. Um, I've maintained a uh, friendly relationship with those guys. I wouldn't say quote, quote, friends, but a friendly relationship with those guys. Um, but without a doubt, I owe my I owe my path to Corey for sure. I owe a lot to Joel on the personal level. Um, having the podcast running from you has been extremely educational. So I think without, you know, giving you a shout out, it would be foolish. Certainly not my doing. It's, it's the guests to think. And you need to have run. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to what do you want to do, man? And what I want to do is be different. I want to be you know, ecologically smart while also being business friendly. And sometimes those two don't go hand in hand. And I want to see if I can challenge that. I don't want to be a store. I want to be an experience. I don't want to be the store where just one segment of people go. I want to go where people feel comfortable going. It doesn't matter whether you're tall, you're you don't know fish, you're, you're fat, you're humongous. I have to wheel you in on a wheelbarrow. I want to be the, everybody can go their store. I want to be the resource. Um, I do not want to have an email system where I have to have the wonderful candy overhauls run that. Um, I definitely don't aspire to have so many emails that I'm doing, that I'm doing that, but I do want to be the friendly local fish store that has great quality stuff. My staff and myself are friendly um, I'm not friendly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to just dare to be a little bit different while also being extremely efficient. And then he and I, you know, we're good in life. We, we live a comfortable lifestyle where we're at right now financially. So what we would like to do is, is kind of give back in different ways as well. Once we reach that point and that point might be five, 10 years from now, but once we're doing well and it's thanks to the people that are supporting us, we want to make sure that we're giving back to those people too. 
Um, we definitely want to do events throughout the year where we are volunteering out in the community and we are doing something besides, hey, yeah, we made 500 bucks this month. So we gave this, this thing, you know, 500 bucks, you know, supporting things financially is always good. But we also want to have a real physical presence. And the charisma that he and I share is it's, it's like nothing you'll you'll ever see again. He and I are such a very dynamic team. Um, with a very get it done attitude, um, where, where I slack, he makes up where he slacks, I make up. I really think the dynamic duo, we call ourselves Batman and Robin. Um, I really think that we're going to do some really cool things. Um, while, I mean, you've been to Aquarium Co-op probably a hundred million times at this point. I, you know, I want it to be like walking in there and not in the sense of reality, but in the sense of emotion. It's a, it's a quote, quote, Mecca of fish nerds, if you will. It's the spot that people want to go to and say, I saw it. And then, of course, people walk in and go, I thought this was going to be bigger than what I thought it was, right? There's that. But for me, it's I would love my rack system to look like that or similar or exactly that, because that's what we do in business. We steal each other's ideas and call it fact. Um, obviously we will be doing, um, a nice bed of display rack like the store did too. I thought that was beautiful. Um, I, I do want to stay away from the super duper retail style look. I would like it to be, I don't know if y'all have, um, rainforest cafe out there, but you know, kind of like walking into rainforest cafe where you're walking into an experience. You, you don't feel like it's a pet store. You feel like you're a part of nature. It's, it's. We want it to be just an overall experience. We want people to, you know, whether you come, I mean, obviously if you come by, we want you to spend money because that's what we're there to do. But we also want it to be, oh, it sucks outside. Let's go down to Jeff's spot. Oh, it sucks outside. Let's go see what the boys are doing today. Oh, you know, it's freezing cold outside. Let's go to the pet store. You know, hey, dad's doing this. Let's go here. You know, and if we can... Um, you know, maybe hosting things like birthday parties at the store or little events, you know, at the store, if we can afford the square space and all those kinds of things. But really the end all be all is, you know, we don't need to change the people we are. We just need to change what we're doing with our time. And we want to make sure that we're being a positive impact on the environment as well as a positive impact in the community. And then a positive impact with the local fish nerds and give them a spot where they feel comfortable, where their input is, is valued. Um, we have a little secret plan that we're kind of working on too, that, um, we have, we have got some really great YouTubers in this local area. Um, Jason Adams from primetime. He's an awesome dude. Mm -hmm. Kesha, she's fantastic. Um, and these guys are local to us and they're, you know, they're two really good people that we would, um, we'd like to have an opportunity for them to come in and do their own thing and, you know, maybe provide an area for things to happen. And, you know, we've got some stretch goals. <laughs> so let's put some meat around the bones here as, as much as you can. What are you thinking as far as square footage to to accomplish this? Because I envision in my head, um, you know, I, I, 
I think I think I'm with you on the vision. I think it's a, the you know saying the rainforest cafe, saying um, you know how like the feel, the ambiance that you want. I I very much get this kind of a interactive uh, vibe of like when you go to a really well done aquarium where it's not just like a, like a scientific aquarium, like a public aquarium where the exhibit goes beyond just a glass front and it's got, you know, plants and whatnot that come out, but that all feels like a very, very large space square foot wise. You don't have to do it that way either. It really comes down to measurement. So what I've measured out is 2000 square feet or less with three employees um, all three being full-time employees, um, myself being one of them. We measured out if you kind of, I don't want to give away too many of my tricks, sure, but sure. If, you, if you weave plants together, it creates density. Density creates, uh, what would you call that, quote, quote, space. It creates an image. It creates height, if you will. So if we pack densely, we don't really need a lot of square feet to do so with that. So the trick there is just compact it or weave it and then kind of run it along trim, for example, or run it along your ceiling, for example. It's it's what's above your head that gives you the feeling of being inside something. If you put things around people and nothing above their head, they don't feel like they're inside of something. We want something above their head so they feel like they're inside of something. It's it's a visual trick. And you said two or three thousand square feet. Oh, definitely not three thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. so that sounds expensive. Okay, so about three thousand. That sounds okay. much more affordable. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and what kind of livestock? What, what? What? Give me like a rough split of what you think your livestock will be. Will this be freshwater only? Will it be you know live bear heavy, cichlid heavy? Um, like, give me that breakdown. Yeah. So we we do have to be mindful of local water quality and local water parameters around here. We have essentially liquid rock, and it's a good thing for African cichlids. It's also a great thing for live bears. So we definitely will sell those. Um, I have it set up as a design where we are sectioned out with um, South America. (laughs) My wife is shouting cichlids because she loves the South American cichlids and the African cichlids, right? So we'll have a a South American area. We're going to have like a community fish area, you know, kind of fun looking. Uh, And then we'll have an African area where that's kind of cool looking. And then I was going to try, I'm looking at my notes. I was going to try to have like a Southeast Asia style area. Um, but I know that's going to be a little challenging initially. So, um, but we'll, the feel of it, we wanted to feel like you're traveling around the world instead of traveling through. This is where the cichlids are. This is where the goldfish are. That is so boring to me. And maybe that's the right thing to do. And I'm the one that's dumb. I doubt it. But I just I don't think that gives the customer the real experience of, well, can that go with that? Because I can tell you from experience, I have a Punamilia nyeria, And if you put him with a geophagus, the Punamilia is going to smoke that geophagus like it's nothing. But at the store, they're both cichlids and they're in the tank next to each other. So I don't want the customer to go, well, yeah, I could put those two together. And then let's say. Um, one of my team members that doesn't have a lot of experience goes, oh yeah, cool, whatever, you know, cause maybe they, maybe they're at like hour 50 of the week and they're smoked, right? I don't want them to have that opportunity. I want, I want the customer and the employees to look at things as biotopes, as regions. And then the trickery behind that, of course, is here's my Africa tank. Here's my Southeast Asia tank. Here's my X tank. Here's my Y tank. And that's what I'm trying to do there is 
create multi-tank addiction through education. Mm, now, do you, and as far as like plants go, are you going to try to, um, you know, biotope the plants as well to have them be region specific, or are you going to be a little bit more liberal with, you know, it's okay to put the Java fern with, with, you know, these, uh, these, these South American fish or, or whatever, like whatever the combination, um, you know, not being biotope specific, but still being something where that's a plant that somebody's going to be successful with. It's okay to have bulbitis with some Danios or, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's, and that's the right thing to do. If I were to advise the customer on more biotope, then I would, I would definitely focus more on the plants of that region with us having the water that we have here. Um, things like Bucephalandra can be a, a little bit of a pain. Um, what's, oh, what was that? Um, I totally destroyed it too. I paid like $50 for it and I destroyed it all. Um, it looks like seaweed. I can't think of it. Um, it looks like seaweed. Hmm. A lot of it looks like seaweed. It's really, I know. And, uh, yeah. Let me be super descriptive. Right. I mean, Valisonaria kind of has a seaweedy look. I guess it's, it's like a kelp seaweed or. Yeah. So some wasser tank. Oh yeah. yeah. My brain on. So some wasser tank. Um, but remember when was that last year? I left it in this tank with Adler cones and some other junk and I, and I totally forgot about it and I came back and it was just probably the size of a tennis ball. And I know there was only a little bit of piece of it. So the trick to some water tank is don't do anything and give it a super acidic water, which we don't have here. So, you know, I've got to be really careful in how I do that. I also know that, um, we need to be careful in how quickly we are interacting with the customer. So not rushing them in and out, but if the store is packed, having a regional discussion on plants and the customer not buy those plants is not a good thing for business. So I do want to set it up. The actual, dis, the actual retail tanks, you know, maybe I can have a couple plants that make sense for that fish, right? Or a couple plants that make sense for what that tank could be while also not spending nine or 10 minutes explaining, well, it comes from here and it needs this. And the customer goes, wow, I just, I heard all 10 minutes of that discussion, but I only downloaded about 15 seconds of that. So what's the easy solution? I mean, cause that's the way it really is. Um, but it's all in, I think it's all in how we display it. And obviously we'll have a social media presence when we're doing this too. So I think we can, uh, one of my little kind of ideas I was thinking is having like an iPad on the floor. And I, I don't know if the co-op is doing that. Maybe I just stole that idea from the co-op and I thought it was an idea. I have no idea, but if the co-op's doing it, I probably stole it. So I think it's a brilliant idea if the co-op is doing that is to have an iPad right then and there. And whether it's, you know, got the, the plant information or the fish information, what we enjoyed about the aquariums is, you know, you kind of flip through like, oh yeah, I go and I look for that fish. Like, oh, yep, there's the red one, but there's also details. So we were thinking about doing something like that. Um, assuming it's not <clears throat> super cumbersome. No, I think that iPad idea, it sounds great. Uh, co-op, the only thing we do with iPads are from a retail side, we have the iPads as our POS terminals, um, oh. point of sale. But yeah, outside of that, we don't actually have like iPads on the floor and we're not really referencing them unless, unless it's like a rare instance where, I, I, I would assume an employee would just pull out their cell phone or the customer would have a cell phone and we would look something up there. Oh, that sounds, but that's not, that sounds good though. And so, uh, you said a hundred tanks, roughly 20 highs, 120 highs. 
So roughly um, 70 to 80, 20 highs, 20 75s. And then display tanks, I priced out two 550s, a 125, and then we were going to take a trip up to Wisconsin in the next couple of weeks and talk to the custom aquarium guys mm-hmm. up there and see what um, neat and interesting things they have because we also have some ideas, but uh, we want to we check out those guys before we make a big move. And so 20 75 gallon tanks was that a was that what you yes. said? Wow, that's yes. that that's going to be a lot of tanks that you guys have. That sounds awesome. Yes, it's the 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 thing we want we want it to be again, it's it's more than a fish store. It's more than just that. It's it's wow, did you see they have these? Wow, did you see they brought this and wow, did you see that? Wow, this is, you know, their their pet their, you know, shop pet or you know, we want things to be interactive. It's more we have to realize that the next the next customer for us in the future starts now. It starts with, you know, imp- you know, being involved in like an elementary school, a middle school, you know, high school kids probably think we're stupid, but we probably are, right? But in being involved in the local community because that's our future customer eventually anyway. That's the future of our hobby. So we want to make sure that we have enough stuff and enough interesting stuff that we're bringing everybody in there and it's going to be a lot of work. And, you know, my numbers now might be 25% less than what I initially thought. And Hey, it's a cost savings, but it's also, you know, having a big dream. And that's, that's really what we have. <laughs> and so let's talk timelines then. When are we, uh, I guess work forward or backwards from, from opening day. So, Roughly six months from now, we will be fully in business and rocking and rolling. In less than seven days, we have the legal things to do, which include signing documents and getting banking and financials and all those things done. We may or may not go out to AE in two weeks. Um, It's a maybe for us right now. Excuse me. 30 days from now, we're looking at um, <clears throat> hopefully making some really strong groundwork on finding a location. 60 days from now, we would have found location and started dealing with the city. And 90 days from now, we should be working on making sure the POS system is good. We have vendors lined up. We've been to the local uh, warehouses, for example. We've done that. We've already began. We've already begun bringing in fish and the quarantine process. Um, I'm educating my staff this entire time, so every day is a learning experience, not only for me but for them. So we're traveling to local fish stores and taking notes and looking around, poking our head in places, doing the things. And then, roughly 120 days from now is turnkey grand opening. So you already have employees outside of like yourself, let's say your wife and, and your business partner. Those are who I assume when you say employees, but do you have other non one, one other. Yep. Okay. Wow. That's, yep. that, 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 that's cool that you're all dialed <laughs> in and you're already doing these things. Yeah. I have a couple people that hit me up on the Facebooks and, you know, want to be a part of it and, and I want them to be a part of it too. Um, but you know, initially it's, you know, can you help me build the store? Can you help move this? Can you go for, can you go for, can you go for, 
And then um, if I can if I can afford to pay someone what I call a fair for where we live, I will certainly do that. Um, but eventually we're going to need more employees. But I want to make sure that we pay you know, with respect to our local area. Now that also that all sounds awesome, AJ. And in general, how would you say from a like a market uh, a marketplace standpoint in your Chicago area, do you find that you've got more from a competition standpoint? Do you find that you have more stores that have closed recently? Because I know Midwest, you guys have a different uh, you you know the the hobby is a lot stronger in Chicago and the Midwest than it is here on the West Coast. Um, you know, how does that how does that marketplace look for you? So for us, there's a vast majority of stores. Um, if, if I were to Google my phone, just type in fish store, I believe there's nine within one hour's drive of me. And I mean, I'm, I'm 22 miles west of the city of Chicago. Um, like there's what, three in the city that we frequent. There's one up north that we frequent. There's two, there's two right near us that are they're maybe 250 feet apart. It's really uh, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> there's a few down, you know, to the southern so- southern side of like the, the Chicagoland area. Um, there's a couple mom and pops still left. Um, competition is good and competition is healthy. Um, you figure with over $415 million going through this industry, you know, everybody can get a little, little bit of, you know, meat on their plate. And, um, you know, we have some stores that I think when they come to our store, they're going to check themselves and go, Ooh, yeah, shouldn't have been, should have been doing that the whole time. And, and, it, and I'm going to tell that business owner right to his face told you man just do it like this it's really okay to quarantine fish it's really okay to do these things like you can do this you have the space you have the opportunity like let's go bro you can do this he just doesn't want to put the time into doing it and versus me where i want to put that time in um quarantining and medicating is not very common or talked about at any of the stores by us so i will definitely use that to my advantage um but there are some really great stores by us. There really are. But there's also, you know, as Corey would say, the kisses of death. And I see lots of those kisses of death. And I see the results of it because I live locally. I, I walk in and go, mm-hmm, Corey talked about that. Let's give it some time. Sure enough, gave it time. Yep, that, that's what he said was going to happen. And it did. You know, so we, we want to make sure that we're not... Um, <clears throat> You know, I don't want to go zero to a thousand right off right off the gate. I want to build it up, build it up, build it up. There's <clears throat> there's a couple stores by by where we live right now that <clears throat> let me just lose my voice as we're talking. There's a couple stores by us that they're doing a great job, and I want to mirror exactly what they're doing. <clears throat> and then there's other stores that are doing stuff that doesn't make sense. And when you talk to the employees, they're like, yeah, I don't even know why we're doing this either. Okay, cool. Yeah. Competition is, I mean, it really is a great thing. It's, you know, it's scary to have competition, but at the same time, it, it forces you, if you're stepping in this and you're, you're going to do it, you're going to do it seriously. It forces you to be on your A game. It forces everybody else to, 
you know, fight or flight. They're either going to, you know, go out of business because they lose customers or they're going to step it up. And, you know, the the end, like I've said before numerous times, and I'm not certainly not the first person to ever say this, but competition is, is only good for the consumer. Um, it's going to give them, you know, not even so much better prices in this case, but a better experience, um, better quality fish, uh, you know, better quality goods. All of that stuff is going to come from this. And, you know, kind of at a, at a higher level, I guess what I, what I see building out in my head and having talked to guys like Jorge Garcia and Gino Danella and it, it just seems like Chicago again Midwest but your guys in Chicago area maybe you know in the next couple of years you know because of players like you and those guys and others that you know I don't even know about but maybe there's this new like youthful resurgence um, but will really make Chicago like an epicenter of the tropical fish hobby and like all this awesome stuff is happening in Chicago and all these other cities are like, man, I wish I had that going on in my city or I wish I had that going on in my part of the country. And that will cause other people in San Diego or New Jersey or, you know, Colorado, wherever it is to step it up. And, you know, hopefully more people get into it. Uh, clubs see a little bit of a resurgence. We get some youth being injected into clubs and, and you know, it just makes the hobby so much stronger uh, you know, in this country. And then of course, you know, on a global scale. Absolutely. And we, we have a, we have a, a very, um, I call it a large stretch target. You know, we want to get one store going, but let's say it takes off. Maybe we open another one and maybe another one and maybe another one. And, and that sounds like total insanity, but if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At least we have the one store because he, my, my partner, we, we already know we're going to do more than fish things eventually. And we know that, um, we have other interests in, in other businesses and, in, you know, and in adventuring into other things. And we know that, but if, if we can do what we want to do with this, all that other stuff doesn't matter because this is way more fun. It, and it just is. And if it can be, profitable for us, then maybe we can look at, you know, as a store in another city or a store in another state or, or whatever. And it's someone that's, you know, just, just regular people, just like us, you know, just regular people, just like us, but they have the experience in business to where they're making or can make smart decisions, but they're also a fish dork. So this is kind of a rare person, but if we can find that rare person and say, Hey, We'd love to work a relationship without with you. We'll we will help you be successful. We'll give you all the tools and tricks and this and that to help you be successful. Yes, we're going to take X percent of the profits, but we're going to help you get started. But we don't want it to be like a like a like a super cheesy franchise kind of deal. Like that just sounds awful and too corporate America for what we even want to do because we're just regular people. Um, we don't want to get rich off the backs of anybody else. And we think that that's bad karma in the, in the, in the beginning. Right. Um, but if we can find people that are like us that want to open their own business and do their own fish thing and just need, you know, whether it's financial support or motivational support, you know, he and I both do that motivational thing on the side. And if someone is just looking for that encouragement, we want to be that sense of encouragement. We want to be at least the two guys in the fish community that are super friendly, they want to help other people. You know, we have our own business, but we're happy to help you build your business at the same time too. Because again, competition is healthy. He and I are both very competitive people by nature. It's, it, 
we don't even care. Sometimes he and I start fires with each other just to see like who can do something the best or who can do something faster or who can get something done quicker or go from here to there quicker. You know, it's all about the fun and we really want to make sure that the, the image is clear from the second the customer walks in the door to the first time shaking our hand to the completion of the transaction. It, the, it's the same message every time. Wow, that was a great experience. I'm going to go back there. And we want that to be like, let's say we're crazy and, and we do open a second store. We want it to be that same way at that store. And let's say that store is in Houston, Texas, or maybe it's in Indianapolis. Maybe it's maybe, who knows where it'll be. Maybe it's next door to Corey and we, and we're really hilarious. Right. But we don't know. And the end goal there is making a difference in the community, making a difference in somebody else's life, because that's what really gives my partner and I, the sense of happiness is making a difference in other people's life. That's what really at the end of the day makes us happy. And that's what we want to do for the rest of our lives. Well, AJ, I am super excited for you. I am super happy for you. I can't wait to see how this all plays out. And I think the beautiful thing is this episode will drop on this upcoming Monday. So people will get a chance to over these next 30, 60, 90 days uh, to see. Hopefully, you'll, you know, like you said, you're going to be active on social media that uh, you bring us along for the journey and we get to see how this all plays out. Scott Pete's from the Nano Tank. He just opened up that store in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and he's very active on social media. So seeing you guys live out this, this passion, uh, um, you're laser focused on your goal. Uh, it's going to be very exciting, man. And I, I can't wait to see, you know, what uh, what you make. And I'm sure I'll be in the Chicago area at some point and then re- in the relative future and uh, love to walk in there and just experience it. We'll give you the red carpet. That's for sure. <laughs> Excellent. AJ, thank you so much for uh, for taking time. Uh, again, I'm, I'm thrilled that you came on and talk about uh, Fish Cauldron, this new retail store. And we'll have links in the uh, in the show notes to what we can. So fishcauldron.com and uh, your YouTube channel as well. And uh, keep me updated, man. Keep me updated and I'll keep the audience updated on what, what you're doing. And we'll make sure that people are connected and they all know.